The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. The clock is ticking. Prayers are increasing. Our age still will come again yet today. Thank God this is happening. As we can see the state of conditions that we have on all levels and even nature speaking to us, it always brings to the people and the hearts apocalyptic thoughts, and more so when we know we're off bases of people. When we know that the culture, that the society is sick and that we're in sin. And more so yet, even again, when you pray. And if an atheist or somebody who doesn't believe or doesn't know of God knows something up, how much more so should be the Christian? And how much more so should the Christian be acting? Like his message yesterday was one of activity. One of action. Our lady wants us to be moving. She said in a message yesterday, I will help you on your way. That's the July 2nd, 2014 message. And that we are not causing it of truth. And when that happens, darkness and blindness will rule our soul. 
And we have many who call themselves Christians who are blind and in darkness. There's still people saying, oh, the economy's going to recover. Things are going to be all right. They're shouting hurrah from what I read this morning about the Dow, which has jumped up to 17,000 points. That's just a milestone or two milestone. Something great, something wonderful. What does that mean for the economy? Well, they're responding supposedly to a job increase in the last couple of months. When I was in business, and I found a carry times because I, I had the funds to do that, and what I did in business, every spring I had to hire more people. It's with part of the season. It's not real indicator of econ- economic increase. It's a necessity. When do you plant your seeds? When do you want your garden plowed? When do you want to redo your house or paint? In the middle of the winter when it's muggy and wet? In the fall when you're going into winter? Or summer's too hot? Spring is life. A natural job increased cycle happens. Doesn't mean anything about the economy's improving. People just let loose the funds. They get active. They do things or things they put aside. It's not an indicator that, that the job market is better than it was in the fall. It's a natural cycle that happens anyway. Don't believe these lies. And so the stock market responds to this, and everybody's going and jumping on this, and that's, this news is manufactured for the, for the corruption on Wall Street. Not against those people who are rich, not against those people who make money, but those who do it illicitly. There's two things we always indicate here. Nothing's wrong with money. You won't go to hell for money. You won't go to hell for being a billionaire. You lose grace because of the love of money. The Bible never says anything wrong with money. It says the love of money is the problem. Lazarus had a lot of money. Many of the saints had that. Some of the writings of mystics talk about Mary, Mary, um, Mary Magdalene had a lot of money. She was Lazarus' sister. So that's not an indicator of something's wrong. It's what you do with it, how you hoard it. And so we have this Dow jumping up to 17,000 points. Like if this is some kind of decree of indicator that everything's good, and it's blatantly lying. And then we have a hurricane coming on the coast. And everybody's thinking about this right now. And these these things always make us think about God. But this happened in 1775 also. It was called the Hurricane of Independence. There's a book out about it. And basically, it's doing what this hurricane is doing right now. And it gave a resilience to the people. It killed 4,000 people. And the people are trying to discern whether or not they should break away from Britain because there had been 10 years of repeated abuse of unjust taxes. And just a lot of the conditions we face today, unjust laws, NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, giving Obama all kind of tremendous power to do whatever he wants to do. The abuses of the law, the abuses of the Supreme Court, everything we're facing with for the last 10 years, the colonists faced the same thing. And when this hurricane came, they wondered, should they or should they not? Was this an indicator for this or was it an indicator for it not? What it did do for them, it gave them great resilience and they realized that the storms faced them with Britain, they had to head into it. They had to go into the storm, face the full front, and they became a more t- tough people because of it. It actually helped them with the Revolutionary War and the 
end up winning some of the repercussions of that. So we see these circumstances of this storm hitting the coast now. What it's going to turn out, only God knows. But what it can be is a impetus, a, a motivation to go look at past history and see here it is July 4th tomorrow. And here it is right here. The Independence Day is coming and we have something to replay in. So Jones, read is some of the facts about this hurricane. Well, we know that the Battle of Concord and Lexington had taken place in April of 1775, and then the Battle of Bunker Hill followed that June of 1775. And as Friend of Medjugorje is saying, that this came on the heels of 10 years of increasingly tyrannical hold that England was holding over the lives and the property of the colonies, and that there was talk going on about the revolution in the spring and summer of 1775, almost everywhere in the colonies. And they were forming their plans towards this. And then suddenly, in September of 1775, this mighty hurricane strikes the coast, starting in North Carolina, which is where the predicted hurricane for tomorrow is is slated for. And then this hurricane worked its way up all the way through the New England states. And usually with a hurricane, once it hits land, it grows weaker. But this particular storm, the intensity of the storm grew. It didn't lessen. And it traveled all the way up through the colonies, hitting most of those areas that were fostering the ideas of freedom and liberty. So because the people of America at that time were strong believers in the providence of God, this storm shook their faith in the course that they were taking towards breaking away from England. And they were wondering if this hurricane was a chastisement from God. They were trying to discern why God would send this storm. And in the end, they came to believe that the storm really was a sign that God was blessing America and the development of their revolution to break away from England. First of all, the storm didn't just devastate the colonists, but also British property. Many uh, British subjects were also destroyed their property and, and lost their lives equally amongst the colonists. And then, as a friend of Medjugorje said, the colonists saw a parallel in the hurricane of a, of a different kind of storm that they were facing and what they would, if they chose the path of independence, the devastation that could come to them just as they were seeing physically happen with the hurricane. After the hurricane passed, they all immediately began to bury their dead and rebuild. There was a strong spirit of resilience and self-reliance of personal responsibility and also getting right with God. They did not blame anyone for this, the situation that they were in. There was no cry for the government to come rescue them, unlike Katrina and Sandy Hook and all of the hurricanes that we're seeing today uh, had the, they had an opposite way of dealing with their troubles and took responsibility for themselves. And this is just a quote from the book Hurricane of Independence by author Tony Williams. He writes, The hurricane of independence seemed to the people at the time as one more tangible piece of evidence that God was on the side of America. Those storms began a chain of providential events 
affecting the weather that brought a miraculous victory to a bunch of provincials against the mighty British Empire. The storm that prevented a British assault on Dorchester Heights. The fog that covered Washington's retreat from Long Island. The northeaster wind that blew in the fateful night over Delaware. The strong gale that prevented Cornwallis's escape from New York, or I'm sorry, from Yorktown. And there were countless other examples of benevolent providence. General Washington had ridden ahead of his men into battle, and just as when he was a young colonel of the militia, seemingly impenetrable as the bullets whizzed harmlessly by him. And so they saw that this this hurricane, this weather came and brought a lot of different kinds of weather conditions that actually aided the newly formed American army to to bring them to victory. The indicators in the economy that people watch are put forth by people who have bias agendas. That's why when you see some survey or something, some poll, you need to look at who funded it. And then you'll know if a pharmaceutical funded a study on Ritalin, the results is going to be in favor of Ritalin. And so you can't trust the news. You can't trust information sources. You have to go beyond that and really use wisdom to know there's certain logics, there's certain ways of life, there's certain things that's natural with the natural order, that when things are out of order, you're to be very suspect. And so the 17,000-point gain today, you should be very suspect. This doesn't prove anything. In fact, the people who are making the money on the stock markets are those who are handling the fees and trading. And the more more it's traded, the more volatile it is, the more money they make. So this doesn't really have an effect on the economy. And really, we need to see why this is always on the news. Every time there's a news put out or something written, they always want us to know about the stock exchange. Even people who have stock, do they really watch it like that unless they have a billion dollars in it? The average John Blow's not doing that. They don't do that because they got things in, uh, to do and put food on the table. So why is it always there in our face to make you think it's so tangible to the economy? It's not. And you can change that just like the founders of our nation did the opposite thing with this hurricane and what people do now, looking to the government, where's FEMA? Who's going to help me? Help me. We need to be doing this, and that's what Medianomics is about, is do the opposite of what everybody else is doing. How are you going to deal with the storm? These colonists faced the storm, both with the mighty empire of Britain, which a lady said yesterday, my son is almighty. That's the path to where we go. She said, I call you to set out on the way of humility. That leads to coming to know the love of my son. My son is almighty. He is everything. And this is our investment. This is where we go. Those who don't want to hear about Jesus or partially about that or give him part-time, they're not going to make it. It's only through Christ that this will happen. Otherwise, you'll be ruled by darkness. And that's why so few people, even Christians, see I was reading something this morning about the death penalty. How the U.S. bishops have voted for this and how Alabama is one of the states that did it the most. Well, we're, we're rated as one of the most moral states. Think there's a tie to that? And all this garbage being put out about the death penalty being against it. We don't have to agree with the U.S. bishops on the death penalty. 
They're obligated to believe that. Benedict said that and used the word death penalty about it. You can argue, you can disagree with me. And they're wrong about it. When you sit there and say that there's nothing you can do that would pay the ultimate price that it cost you for doing it, there's something wrong with that. I remember the church and people in the church talking about this in high school decades ago. And I was sitting there listening to that, and I think, you know, they don't believe in life's value. Those people who are against the death penalty and do not have a high-value life. Because when you do a heinous crime, so heinous, and take multiple lives, you're saying that no matter what somebody's done, the highest price they can pay is the taking of their own life. You murder somebody, a capital murder, you've murdered not only yourself, them, but you've murdered yourself. Society has a right to protect itself from people. And so this whole thing is about how these Catholics are going around and they're going to be, they know Alabama's one they're targeting because they can't stop it. They'll never stop it here. Like 18 other states is now dropping it. And they want to say a, a capital punishment free zone in America. And so they're going to make it complicated to, to execute people. And yet, same, these same people are for abortion. Or they're lenient to it, even as Catholics. What does it tell you? It's an agenda. Just like the stock market. All this is an agenda. you got to learn to look to, between the lines. The highest price a man can pay for a heinous crime is his own life. And when you sit there and say there's nothing you can do, nothing can, can be done that you'll have to pay with your life, then that's cheap life value. These people fighting the death penalty have a low value of life. Jesus, our lady said, the word, calling the word, is the light of salvation and the light of common sense. Just use your common sense. And I'm using this death penalty in, co- in combination to seeing issues like with the stock markets and everything that's going on. Flash Boys is a book you should read. You need to edit it. It's the words that shouldn't be in there. We edit it and then we read it. And let people in the community read it. Shows how corrupt the stock market is, what they're doing, and how they do things. And so you can't do these things. You can't steal people's retirement. You can't steal their life savings. You can't be taking partial monies out of that. There would be no different than going shoplifting and not have a consequence of a judgment against that system. The economy, not, not capitalism, not the free market, the economy as it runs and operates, corrupt, has a judgment against it. Free market, moral, with the moral value and ethics, not the ethics they put out. And the companies talk, what's ethics without religion? You can't have ethics without the commandments, period. Don't give me these companies saying, well, we're seeing ethics seminars, diversity seminars. You can't do any of these things without the commandments. And when you start doing it without the commandments, you're going to have to have not 10, you're going to have to have hundreds and hundreds, like 640 as Jesus talked, whatever the Sanhedrin had or saddled the back of the people where no matter what they did, just walking out the front door, they're breaking and violating the law. So we're in a mixed up world. So many issues not known how to be sorted out. You have to really look at this and say, this doesn't make sense. There's something wrong here. There's something behind this that's corrupt. And what is corrupt? Rots. What rots is of no value. 
The system as we live it is of no value. There's a judgment and it's coming down and you need to do the opposite of what everybody else is doing. It's not the stock market. It's not the money. It's not this investment. It's getting your food from your ground as fast as you can. Your system. The first thing to do is put something, whatever your holdings are, is an intrinsic value. Silver is an intrinsic value. The value can't go away. It may be temporary, lost, because in the end, the real value is food, not even your house. People can be homeless. One thing they have to do, they have to eat. They don't have to live in a home. You can make it not live in a house. It may not be comfortable. You may not like it, but you'll stay alive. But you won't with that food and water. And water is attainable in many ways more easily, in, in this country at least, in developed com- countries, than food. That's why Wall Street set out its course four years ago and said the future gold is food. So you need to be canning right now. If you don't have a garden, that's fine. You go and can your tomatoes. You can your, your other things that you want to keep for the winter. Not for refuge. Not to buy freeze-dried food and then everything's going to recover after two years. It's the way of life. You have to start this method now. Even if you're in a city, even if you're a subdivision, go to the markets, buy your, buy your tomatoes and start canning them. Start putting food up. You have to start living this way. Life as we know it will change. There's nothing you can do to change it, stop it. You can't stop a hurricane. It's almighty. It's, it's God's physics. He uses nature to punish man. Throughout history has done this. And we're due for this. And we'll be made better for it. Because when God chastises us, grace associated with it for those who turn to him and pray. We come out of the tribulation more strong, more holy, more better. The nuns always said, don't say more better. But you can say more better. And that's what God wants from you. Frank? Yeah. What are we to make of, you know, Dow Records? And you mentioned Flash Boys. And uh, in the book, uh, the author's telling us that most of the volume now is coming from high-frequency trading. And uh, and they're just... Um, using the, the this high technology to get nanoseconds in, in front of others, and these are virtual markets. And so there, there's a great article that I would recommend uh, to your listeners, and that was uh, by Ted Butler, and it's called Comex, uh, Why It Is Corrupt. And Comex, or the uh, commodity exchange, in terms of gold, silver, and copper, are the most corrupt markets and the most manipulated markets. And Ted Butler, who's written on this for four decades now, says that uh, he estimates that less than 5% of the silver market is real producers, real users. And that's supposed to be the purpose of the commodities exchange, is to get a natural price so that real users or real producers can hedge. And then speculators make up the, the slack. Well, that's not the case. 95% of, of this market estimated by, or more than 95%, is high-frequency trading and speculators. And so there's, there's no real price mechanism at all. There's nothing based on supply and demand. So 
because silver appears to be going down in virtual dollars, it's not relevant. What's relevant is we can look at the quote of Henry Ford who said, it's well that Americans, that people don't know the nature of the monetary system because if they did, there would be a revolution before the morning. And so we do understand the nature of the monetary system, and we did revolt. We did revolt against it, and we revolted it in the only way that we could because of how corrupt it is, and that's our tainted nature's solemn boast, the miraculous medal. And many of us did it immediately before tomorrow because you see that it's outside of natural law and outside of nature's God. So you return to what is most relevant to natural law and what is most re- relevant to, to nature's God, and that is his monetary system and the woman that said yes to him. Frank, what is, what's the point of all the stocks going up, everything, everything's increasing in value, it's inflation, and really gold is really not, it's got, gold and silver have intrinsic value. The economy, as it does, doesn't have been the way it's built. Man's built it through the through the system we have. Doesn't have any intrinsic value. It's all speculation. It's all faith. It's all anticipation, and that the price is going to go up. So they buy and then they sell higher. But intrinsic value is something that just natural has natural value from God. So we've got a system that's not based in God, and all its value and the world puts on it is there. The things that really have value is not increasing. Silver's staying where it is. Gold really is really cheap compared to what it should be. People think $1,500 or twelve, whatever it is right now. I don't know. They think, oh, that's a lot. But it's really not in relation to what it should be away way everything else has grown. Why is these two things not increasing in value? Although they have a natural intrinsic value that can't be taken away from them. Because the the fundamentals and the supply and demand fundamentals are not what what are pushing these markets. What's pushing these markets is high frequency trading, and they're virtual markets. And the powers that be that want them to continue to exist notice Henry Ford's words are well well that they don't understand because it ends once people do understand. We're beginning to wake up, and the fundamentals always win in the end. And the fundamentals for stocks are horrible. The fundamentals for paper are horrible. They're outside of natural law and nature's God. And we can look to the Bible and we can see what happened to Nebuchadnezzar and all the kings after him that ignored nature's God. And um, so the the fundamentals in the end will win over. So so you're saying silver is going to win over, gold is going to win over. There, there, there's no question. As, as sure as we've been praying novenas for over two decades, that for God's own namesake, He will not abandon His people. God doesn't abandon His people. If we if we turn to Him, He will free His people. And there's no possibility for freedom without a natural monetary system that is finite and that is created by God, who created liberty. And that's our purpose: is to get people to a safe haven which is going into the community, getting your land, and then turning your, your funds, your retirement, whatever you got now, into the intrinsic value, which is a miraculous metal measure or a silver round. Frank, we're getting close to the end. You want to give your contact information, last comment? Yeah, you can reach us toll-free, 
1-800-227-6686. You can also email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And when you mentioned uh, uh, the capital punishment, it reminded me of a story in the book, It Ain't Gonna Happen, of Claude Newman, a hardened, uh, cold-blooded murderer. That's a good point. Capital punishment saved this man's life for for eternity. And because of a miraculous miraculous medal, this cold-blooded murderer was visited by Our Lady. And this is her window. When you say Jesus closed the door and, and Mary, because of her yes, opens a window, the miraculous medal is her window for salvation. And this is what, this has to be our yes to her, our yes to God, and our no to an abominable system. There's no Catholics out there should fall in this garbage about death penalty should be abolished. It's just exactly what it is. God's own principle for his own son was capital punishment. That's the punishment. His own son was given by God. It wasn't by man. God ordained it that if he was going to wipe this away, his son had to die. And so that's why the Catholic Church can't take it out of catechism. That's why the Catholic Church will say, well, yeah, we have that, but it'd be better to do away with it. Garbage. This argument is garbage, just like the whole immigration thing. This can be a whole other show, so I don't want to go into it, but we got to end at this point. Nevertheless, this country, this nation, the United States of America is an exceptional nation. Those from other nations listening to this, I want you to understand that we hold this truth of this nation based in our Constitution, into God and into the Christian, the Christ, his principles. No other nation on earth has dispensed the gospel like this nation. No other nation on earth has flourished like this nation and given the blessing. No other nation on earth has been attacked its enemies, conquered them, and started rebuilding the nations where our dead still lay on the, on the, on the fields and didn't colonize them. Do we do it to Japan? Do we do it to Germany? Do we do it after World War I? Where have we done it? We've never done that. So the hatred spewed out by many even Europeans and other people about America. You don't know this country. You don't understand it. It's God's rod. And it's under sin and it's due purification. But don't delight in that because your nation is at risk if this nation falls. No nation on earth is safe if America is not here. Satan hates this country. We gave it to our lady in her presence to the Medjugorje apparitions on July 3rd and July 4th for several years when she's appearing to Maria. Our lady accepted it. No nation has gotten a message like the United States of America, United States of America through the Holy Virgin Mary, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje. And in 2012, she told us. I want everybody that doesn't live in this nation to know this. We've been praying for 20 years for the reconciling ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. We erected a cross, just like Medjugorje's cross on the mountain, for the soul of America. And the birthday of this country is tomorrow. The day of independence, the day of liberty. Liberty is from God. Christ is liberty. He gave us that on the cross. Your safety, your protection, especially Europe, is the United States of America. Don't frown on it. Don't scoff it. 
It was just in France. We passed the street. There was four of us walking. We were talking. She says, oh, yeah, Americans. All they did is talk. Americans, Americans, Americans. Just condescending. I said back to her, thank God you're free. Why was your people weeping when the Americans walked in? Liberate you in World War II. I tell you, don't be ungrateful. We've not understood the privilege we have in living in this nation. And other people don't understand the privilege God has allowed this nation to be. No, it's not faultless, but I'm not politically correct. I have to go name all those things. I don't care. I look at what God has given to this nation, and it's exceptional. Exceptional meaning no other nation has been blessed like this nation, and that blessing has been passed on. Look at the stats. It's the giving people. It's always the first to rescue. It's always the first to give. 25% of the United Nations budget comes from America. Every nation on earth gets money. And it's sick. And it's on this crisis deathbed. And the elements of it will have to be crushed to be purified. And you need to be on your knees tomorrow. Wherever you live in the world, you should be praying for this country. And he loves it. She's for it. And it belongs to her. It was consecrated right after its birth back in the 1970s or 1770s by Bishop Carroll. And repeatedly this happened, and we've done it as lay people. So I'll end with that, thinking that you put your heart on July 4th about the whole world, what faces it, how evil wants to rule, that there's a debt of gratitude we owe God for what he's done and blessed us, that he continues to bless this country. God bless America. Then God may bless you. Maria herself says, it's not God bless America, it's that America bless the world. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.